This is Sound and Season. It's April 6th, the 31st day of Lent. Our passage today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 16 through 33. A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, what is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, and so he said to them, is this what you are asking yourselves? What I meant by saying, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you, that I will ask of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus knows that his long-awaited hour has finally come. Judas will soon arrive to betray him with a kiss. And rather than harnessing the legions of angels at his disposal, 
Jesus will willingly surrender himself. The disciples will flee. They will weep and lament, overcome with sorrow, as Jesus enters the agony of his final earthly hours. A little while and Jesus will endure a gross miscarriage of justice. A little while and he will be beaten and mocked by his enemies, in whose eyes he will die a failure. A little while and he will be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. He will fight for breath, pushing up against nails thrust through his wrists and feet. A little while and he will face his father, whose face, for the first and only time, will not be turned towards him in warm love, but in righteous wrath. Jesus, knowing all these things, tells his disciples to take heart. Yes, the sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes with the morning. This anguish is but the anguish of childbirth. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born. Jesus tells his followers to take heart because he has overcome the world. But nothing that is about to happen looks like victory. But Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. A little while, and he will overcome the world by being defeated. He will die so that we might be born as children of God. He will suffer unimaginable anguish so that we can rest assured that one day all anguish and sorrow will be put to an end in the light of his glory and grace. Lord, hear our prayer and let our cry come to you. Let us pray. Jesus, you set your affections upon us and nothing could stop you. Though sorrow and anguish filled your heart, you called it like childbirth. How great is the love that the Father has lavished upon us. Through the death of Jesus, we may be born as the sons and daughters of God, and so we are. Jesus, we take great comfort knowing that, though we have trials, you have overcome the world, and you have not left us on our own. You are seated at the Father's right hand, praying for us, and you've gone ahead to prepare a place for us that where you are, we might be also. Spirit, we take great comfort knowing that you too are interceding for us, and we ask that you would give us in our trials a taste of that heavenly home where we will swim in a sea of infinite joy, where we will dive in seas of inconceivable delight because of our union with Christ. Their creation will be made new. We will suffer no more. We will have no more guilt or shame or confusion or mourning or despair. But we will all know you even as we are known. We will see every wrong made right as you wipe every tear from every eye. Praise be to your name. O Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.